Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Take Two Radio and Take Two Radio Soaps and Review. I never know what to call the show anymore, but we do it all. So, (laughs) 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 all under the guise of Take Two Radio. So, there we go. Um, And I'm Pam, your host, and joining me today as co hosts are David and Anthony and Carolyn and Candace and I don't know. Is that all we have today, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the crew. That's the crew. My, Good evening, everyone. We can be the volunteer roll call. Candace. We could do roll call and say Anthony, Cleopatra. We still we still don't have a name for David yet. <laughs> Dr. Um, Carolyn is what's his the name? <laughs> yeah, Carolyn Carolyn's the queen of days. And and David could be like Doctor Hook or something. What isn't that what his name is? Captain Hook. Captain Hook. Captain Hook. Captain, Captain Hook. Captain Hook. David can be Detective Taggart. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I don't know. Whatever name we go by, we're here, right? <laughs> yep, Absolutely. I've been told that. Oh my gosh. And we're we're I'm truly truly excited show. for tonight's show. Yeah, it's it's we're so pleased to have with us a beautiful and talented award-winning actress and producer, and her name is Laura Wright. Yay! We're just waiting for Yay. her to call in, but we're very excited. We've waited a long time to speak with her, and we are just so very happy to have her with us. For those of you listening who may not know anything other than Port Charles, Laura, a.k.a. Fisk, started out on Loving, which then turned into the city. She jumped over to Guiding Light. And then in a bold move, she ended her time on Guiding Light and jumped right into the previously very, very volatile role of Carly Corinthos, Jax Corinthos, Alcazar, and uh, Jones. <laughs> Cor- Corinthos. Yeah. yeah. It's a couple of Corinthos. Yeah, for the main. Yeah, Jack at Alcazar. Hey, Candace, what's your favorite Cassie, aka Laura, moment from Guiding Light? <sighs> I mean, is there one? I mean, all of them. I mean, the way that she portrayed the character, because it was unlike what we saw before, you know, like you said, on Loving in the City. Laura brought something new and fresh to Gown Light, and I, I will still, and I'm not just saying that. Her portrayal as a single mother trying to get her daughter back, for those who know the storyline, that's how it was. She was a, she was a, a single mother trying to 
get the money so she can get her child back so she can provide. And, yeah, she had to do some things that some people wouldn't expect. I mean, she was Cassie. I mean, she was Shady Cassie. She was doing the poll. I mean, come on now. Got to make that money. And to see the the evolution of the character, you know, when she found out she was a pawn in a game with Alan and Annie, to finding out that she was Reva's sister, to becoming a princess. I mean, only on soap. Well, unless only you're Milton, but you know, you know, yeah. But yeah, I mean, see, I mean, I guess the Dinah, the Dinah and Cassie, dude, that, that was pretty good. The, that the was heart, great Cassie, stuff. yeah. I mean, the Jeffrey Edmund. Oh man, that was a lot. She shined during the Richard when she got with Richard. Yeah. Yeah, the Richard, then, like I said, the Richard, Jeffrey, Edmund storyline, the Jonathan storyline, what her, ah. See, I'm going to be Do you guys remember her on um, The City and, and. Yes. Yes. End of stuff. Danny, I do. I'm like the, I'm the, even though I'm the, the baby, I see, thank you, Grandma, thank you, Mommy. The city was so f- different. I mean, the it was way so it was filmed. Yeah. It, yeah, and it, I mean, it would actually live up today. But Allie, oh, I wish she could take I mean, that, like I said, her and Paul Anthony Thor to this day was my couple. Her and <laughs> <that> King <laughs> was so good, too. But, I mean, yeah. What was amazing at the time, too, was she really went from supporting actress in Loving to immediately taking center stage in the city. Mm-hmm. And, and she just blew us all away. I was, a, I was not a baby, but I was a young in at that point, too. And I had the biggest crush on Allie. <laughs> what about you, David? What's your favorite Laura Wright moment so far? Every single one of them. I was sad to see her go to Guiding Light, leave Guiding Light. And I was happy to see her show up elsewhere. I would love it if Gina made it into Port Charles somehow and to see a new dynamic between those two because those those they were on fire together. Um that would be that well, would be I, one of my bucket list moments. I was just if there was some way somehow that you know for just a day they could bring back the city or loving. I've I, I've said that so many times that loving had the best murder mystery ever. And ever. So I don't. I don't. <laughs> look, I'm sorry to the other folks that that had it, and I feel now that I'm thinking about it, I remember when I saw it that Allie had died. And, you know, but that was on the city. When they, the city was doing the masquerade episode and it was the happy killer, the happy smile killer. And I just remember thinking, wait, are they, because this is before spoilers and all this. Again, 13-year-old Candace watching this. And I didn't understand. I thought, I'm like, they can't kill her off. I'm like, this is the, this is the girl, this is the lady who taught me how to rollerblade. Yes, Allie, yeah, Laura, if you listen, Allie taught me how to rollerblade because the first scene on the city is when she rollerblades through the studio. 
And I actually <laughs> went both ways that day, and I didn't know how. I was like, okay. So, yeah, so, see, Soap taught me things. So, thanks, Soap. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, my gosh. And then her is Carly. <gasps> the longest run. She's currently the longest running Carly. And she had some huge shoes to fill. You know, um, Sarah Joy Brown, Tamara Brown. Uh, Sarah Joy, you know what I mean. Tamara. Yeah, Sarah Brown, um, Tamara, Jennifer. (laughs) Jennifer. And then she came in and she gave us the Carly we knew, but she also tweaked it and became her own Carly. And I think everybody was waiting to see what she was going to do and came along for the ride. I. There was yeah. very li- there was very little blowback on on her taking that role, and um, I mean she's an Emmy winner. She is she is the grand dame of Port Charles at I, this point. I I jumped up and down when she won because I I actually said it before she did it when she said hell yeah because again if you've been watching her since the loving the city gone light to now you know that this was. This was supposed to have happened. I'm just going to say it like that. But to see it, you know, seeing her win for everything, and, you know, it was just it was just a moment, especially because we're from the same home state, Maryland. So, you know, you know that may add on to why I like her, too. But just, you know, she is one of those actresses that when it's an emotional scene, and I always give her this credit, is that some actresses, you know, you see the mascara and everything. If it's a raw emotional scene, Laura brings it. I don't care what. It, it could be the telephone book tore apart or, you know, Morgan's death or, you know, her finding mm-hmm. out about Jonathan and Tammy and stuff like that. She just brings this raw emotion that is unlike anybody in daytime. I mean, because, from the very beginning, she stood up and played with the heavy hitters. Debbie Morgan, yep. uh, you know, mm-hmm. Tracy Quartermain, uh, uh, Jane, yep. Jane, Elliott, Jane Elliott. You know, she, and, and she owned it. Like I said, she went from supporting actress as, as, it, trans, as it transferred into the city to, to leading lady and, and with authority. And then to go over to Guiding Light. And, and uh, I mean, you know, the incomparable <laughs> yeah. Tim Zimmer and, Zimmer. you know, yeah. Gina and, all, you know, all the, the players that, that she played with there. And then, of course, Jacqueline Zeman, Maurice Tony Geary. Tony, Tony, Tony Geary. And that whole yep. flashback, beautiful performance that oh. she did not get the credit she deserved. And she got plenty of credit for it. That whole flashback era, I mean, really showed mm-hmm. some, you know, yeah. And uh, I have always said this, you know, I, I did not watch Guiding Light. I was an ABC soap fan, and I started jumping in just to see who this Cassie was. And, and you know, I got hooked. <laughs> I got hooked. Yeah. When I mean, when she left Guiding Light, I mean, as the Guiding Light, as, you know, I guess the quote-unquote captain of the Guiding Light, fan section, I guess, on the, it was a shock because it just happened so fast. And then, you know, 
Yeah, and then when she went over to General Hospital, and I remember watching that day. It was a Monday yep. that she came on, yep. and I was like, okay, I, it was a car, it was a bus accident, I think it was, or and it said the role of of Carly is now being played by Laura Wright, and I was like, she got it. And I'm going to tell you this because very few actors and actresses can jump into character ASAP. It usually takes for recast usually what six weeks, maybe six months. Laura Wright oh, in the first few minutes, I looked at her. I looked at her mannerism. I looked at the, I, you know, the whole week I was listening to her dialogue. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, okay, all right, go, go ahead, Laura, do your thing. When she had seen some Maurice, I was like, okay, true tough, here we go. And I, I was like, and Nancy classic. too, now, Nancy Legrand. I mean, Nancy, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah. And she had, and and the thing is, her and you, you know, her, Steve Burton. You know, and of course they have the best friends tour coming up. Make sure you go check it out. Make sure you go to eventsbrite.com or whatever to find out when it comes to your city. They have this natural chemistry as well. And her and Billy Miller, I think that's the thing about Laura is that she's been a part of the daytime community for so long. It's natural. It's a natural thing. It's like, okay, boom, boom, boom. Even with the newcomers, of daytime, you know, yeah. like on Gone Light with Stephanie Gashat and, and now with Eden McCoy. She's taking them under her wing, and she's, boom, boom, teaching you, girl. Like, like Laura's teaching, and you see it, you see it on, on these shows, and you see it with her. She, I mean, I can't say anything else about her because, you know, <laughs> I mean, I could, you know, but I'm like, do you guys talking. remember the movie Soap Dish and that scene where... Yes. Where they talk about how the diva can own the room and how to place the hands and so on and so forth. The thing about mm-hmm. Laura is she lets she lets who she's playing with own the room as much as she does. And yeah. when it's time for her to step back, she doesn't over mannerism so that we have to look at her. She allows the players to play what they need to play, and when it's you know when the spotlight's on her, it's on. But when it's not on her, she's just as giving as an actress in in the way she supports as well as leads. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's daytime and that's daytime royalty I mean, right there. I mean, that's there's great. certain clips. There's certain clips in my mind that when you said that, I was thinking about, again, with Stephanie Gashat, who played Tammy on Gone Light. You know, when Laura was, like, the final year was when Stephanie kind of was getting ready to graduate from younger to kind of the lead in the younger set because her, you know, Tammy and Jonathan was all the rage. And the fact that, you know, Laura kind of pulled back, like, not saying it like she meant, but just to let her have that moment, have Stephanie guide, you know, God, like, God, okay, um, th- those, those scenes. You know, of course, you know, you're feeling Cassie's pain, just like with Carly. Like, Cassie and Carly are sort of the same in in a way as parenting goes. And I think, again, it's natural for Laura because, A, Laura's a a mother in real life. And not only that, but, you know, it's just it's one of those things that, again, when you're an actress and you've already had the experience, and you can actually pair it up into scenes with other people, that's fine. When you know when, it's like, okay, you know what? We've taught them. Let's see what they have learned from us. 
and go from there. Because she had to do that too. People had to do that with Laura, and now Laura is paying it forward. See, look at that. Only in that Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and currently on the canvas, she's playing so many dynamic, different, different facets of Carly. The relationship with Mike and, by extension, Yvonne is so beautiful to watch. These scenes with Jack mm-hmm. uh, about their daughter that they share and the history. We all know the history, and they play it without having to force feed it down our throats. We don't need flashbacks. We don't need references because they just so beautifully meld together that we, it brings back those, those feelings just when they're playing together. I mean, we could say a million mm-hmm. things about her and, and, and Maurice. But even, you know, characters like Olivia and the secondary characters that she interacts with, it, it's all so flawless and so believable that, you know, that's why Carly love her or hate her. Carly is one of the number one women in daytime history. Not on daytime canvas now, in daytime history. And yeah. it's huge, I mean- huge, huge. Yeah. This is this is why I call her why she plays the mature Carly. Because anybody who's watched Carly since nineteen seven nineteen well, nineteen seventy nineteen ninety seven on up, the different actresses have actually kind of became what Laura's playing. Laura, of course, she adds her <laughs> own flair to it. The best way I can actually to justify is her scene with Elizabeth, Sam and even Robin. And the reason I put those three, because we all know those are the three girls, ladies, that, that have had issues, yep. right, has had issues with Carly, regard, regardless of Jason or whatever. But now we're seeing mature Carly, because there's times where she still wants to rip some people's hair out. <laughs> there is. But because she's now mature, and she's a mother, and she's a, you know, Wait, this probably get married again. Yeah. Well, not even that, but just to see, like, how she will handle it because now she feels as though, you know what, I have to A, set an example for my children. Growth. That's growth right there. And, two, it's like she, she, she realizes that, look, some things are petty. Some things are not petty. Today is not a petty day. <laughs> That's how she is now. So you know, I mean, but you, you know, there was a huge, there was a huge character arc that is very. It's not really discussed, but getting Jason back twice really pushed the character of Carly into the full-on maturity. When we see them interact yeah. and yeah. joke about her scheming ways and so on and so forth, you really see the growth. That, that that character went through, having had lost, mourned, and then got her best friend back twice. And, you know, she has, she's not the same. You know, put Sarah Joy Brown into this role today, and it would be a huge task for her to, to play the Carly that exists now versus the Carly that she played. And, well, you know. You, you know what, Anthony? I actually think, I actually can tell you when it was. Besides that, besides having, you know, your best friend and whatnot, it was the whole Nell storyline. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it was like looking into a mirror with Nell, with Carly and Josh. Say what you want about how it played out. But Nell was sort of like, quote, unquote, like Carly was. 
she came in all nice and sweet, but she was a little hurricane, you know, and she was trying to destroy Lodge. And the fact that, you know, Carly, now it, it was weird because it kind of reminded me of Bobby and Carly. Yeah, it was designed that but, way, absolutely. Right, but then I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I was like, hold up. Carly is getting just dessert, and the fact that Nell is doing sort of what Carly did back in the day. But to see the way that, you know, again, like I said, this is why I said mature Carly, because Carly, yeah, she did what she had to do because that that's her DNA. And Laura played it. Like, she, like, when you close your eyes, you actually think that, the 1997 car, and this not take away from Sarah, what, that Laura played that because she was actually playing that, the, the way the writers were writing it, Yeah, Laura was playing yeah. it. Yeah. So, it's, and then there was Carly Palooza. I mean. But then, you know, real quick, just to roll it back, though, the reason that Chloe shined as bright as she did is because Laura pulled back Carly. Laura played the mature beats of Carly and fed her. You know, fed Chloe's shine. She fed her, you know, fed her shine and let her be what she once was. And, and that's, you right. know, that's got to be hard as an actress, you know, to know, to, to decide how much to do and, more importantly, how much not to do. Mm-hmm. And then she finally did a Lifetime movie. I was proud of her. Sorry, get emotional. Like, cause you know, you know, I, I just, I'm, you know, you guys know me. I'm happy when I see soap actors, even though I want them to stay on soaps forever, but I also want them to push forward and show that they're just not. Soap actors, you know what I'm saying? And actually, it's it's weird that I just said that because if you guys aren't just listening to us, and you might want to wait till later on to, you know, eat something and listen to us on the re on the rebroadcast. Right now on E, E is doing a special daytime special, and Laura is actually on there, and she's talking about like how great this genre is. So there you go. See full circle right there. You know, also social media-wise, and I actually commented on this a couple of days ago and again today, she never misses an opportunity to support her co-stars, to highlight her co-stars, to point out the amazing work and to celebrate the stuff that she feels is phenomenal. And, you know, a lot – she's not the only one. I'm not saying she is, but I love that in – I love that in an actress. Uh, She said some beautiful things about Eden – um, you know, she's yeah. always quick to jump on the Mora bandwagon. And, you know, we all love Mora. Good, bad, beautiful, <laughs> ugly, Mora, you know. And, you know, Mora when you're vying for the same, the same spot, the same award, and you can be that beautiful and that gracious, that says a lot about your actual character as a person. But that, you know, guys, but while we're waiting, while we're waiting for um, Laura to call in because she's obviously running late, why don't we go ahead and start the soap recaps, and we'll start with General Hospital. Okay. Well, okay. There's so much to say, but I just I want to congratulate General Hospital for all of the beats that they hit with Oscar. They wrote everything for Eden beautifully 
Um, bringing Jax back at that pivotal moment was epic. Um, the way that they shuffled Billy and um, uh, Kim and um, and uh, the daddy off to Mount Kilimanjaro. I mean, I think they just did a really beautiful job with the underplay, not beating us over the head with it and allowing the beats to, to roll. Mm, I kind of, okay. I, I'm going to say the acting. I mean, of course, Billy Miller, Tamaron, um, Eden, uh, Gavin, who played Oscar. It was great. There was certain beats that I enjoyed, but half of me, and this is no shade, is I kind of felt as though this was a little too rushed. And let me explain, because some fans, I saw this on social media, and I had to kind of explain the situation. I'm fine with an emotional storyline on General Hospital. I, I feel as though sometimes when it comes down to you know, sweets and, and stuff like that, that's when they pull out the good stuff. And we all knew that, um, you know, with Billy Miller and Tam, I mean, obviously if you haven't been watching Silks, then you don't know what emotional story acting they can do because <laughs> Young and Russell fans, Billy Miller, ladies and gentlemen, Billy Miller and General Hospital fans from when Michael was dead, Tamara Braun. The thing yeah. is, is that I didn't connect to certain things because I'm still like, okay, you just made Oscar a quarter man a year ago to tie him into a core family. And not only that with this, like as, as a soap fan looking at it, I'm like, okay, General Hospital, you hyped this up, but in reality, you killed off another quarter man. Like it was a good story, yeah, but true. you killed another quarter man. And not only that, and I, I don't want anybody to be mad, but when I say this, is that Oscar was not – now, if this was switched over, okay, if this was Jocelyn or Cameron, I think I would have been more connected because it's somebody – is a character that I've actually seen on the show. Oscar, I'm still – I was still getting used to. You know, I'm just like, okay, he's Drew's son, and he's Kim's son. Like, I, I want a little bit more about him. And I didn't like the comparisons of Jocelyn and him to Robin and Stone. And Stone, yeah. And I'm like, and wait think, a minute, time out. It, yeah. I think that they tried very hard not to recreate that story, but they couldn't ignore the parallels as well. And, I, you know, I've said this a lot on this show they can't, not any one of the four remaining soaps can make every fan happy. So sometimes mm-hmm, they really do have to just go down the middle road and do the best that they can in telling mm-hmm. a story. I would love to have gotten more of Oscar. From the very beginning, I loved that character. I understand the choice that they made. And, you know, it opens up, I mean, honestly, even Will, Cameron. I mean, it brought out, it brought out the best in these characters, unfortunately, for such a horrible, a horrible reason. But it, it right. brought the next level for, especially for Eden, um, a billion time, you know, we're already, we're used to that. We're used to right. Laura as the supporting actress for her, for her daughter. But it brought to the forefront what these kids can really do. And, yeah. you know, and that's some great storytelling. 
the fact that a lot of it was middle of the road, unfortunately, that's the way they had to go, or they would have been beaten down the, the Robinstone comparison. And yeah. it, there's no way to ever tell that story as beautifully as they did when they told it with Robin and Stone. Oh, a- amen. I you know, and that. speaking of that, you know, we can flash forward into the nurses' ball, which I think they did oh, a really good job of of um, bringing it back to the core of what it what it is, why it why it was created. They Anthony, had Anna come up. Anthony, you forgot to do the song. Anthony, you forgot to do the song. When you talk about the nurses' ball, you got to do the. We welcome you to the nurses' ball. The nurses' ball. Dun, 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 the nurses' ball. You got to. You gotta have the sparkles and stuff. You gotta have the, you know. Hi guys, sorry to interrupt you, but we have the amazing Laura right on with us right now. Say hello, everybody. Hey guys. Oh my God! Hello. Hi, sorry, I'm a little late. Oh, it's okay. My son's graduating next week, and I'm I'm running around doing tons of, uh, you know, last minute senior activity things with the school. Well, well, you know, Mom always comes first, so, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. how that goes. So, well, we, you're forgiven. <laughs> what was that? Thank you for fitting us in while you're running oh around gosh, with family. Thank you for family. having me. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, we've waited quite some time to speak with you, and we can't even tell you how excited we are, if you couldn't already tell that. So, oh, um, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I guess we'll just dive into our questions so we don't keep you yes, real long. Yes, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, so we have, you know, on General Hospital, Jocelyn would ask her dying. Standing by your husband with his father, Mike, having Alzheimer's, his daughter, Christina, in a cult, nurse's ball, and all this while Carly's pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a soap opera. It sounds like real life in a way, but not quite. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So when when you heard Carly was going to be pregnant on top of all this, what was your first thought? I go, what? Are you serious? They were joking. I'm like, are you kidding me? I didn't want to have to wear, like, the belly and all that. Because it's, like, twice the amount of work of getting dressed every day. You have to, like, um, it's, it's well, it used to be easy where you just slide in a pillow and it kind of looked like a pillow. But now they've rigged this really, it looks good once you're locked in. But the whole process of, like, it's a lot. And it's a piece of rubber and it's, re- so it's hot. And like, there's a lot. I mean, it sounds like a, it's certainly champagne problems, right? Like, you know, really, that's your biggest complaint. But I'm like, really? Yeah. Um, I don't want to have to wear that anymore. Like, aren't I too old? And um, and then I just wanted to, I wanted to tell the story if we were going to really tell the story. You know, like, let's tell it what it's like for a woman at this age to find out, oh, my God, are you serious and pregnant? Like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to do this again. Um, and then, you know, the full circle coming back around and going, I don't, I can't not do it, you know, but if any woman at 48 found out that she was pregnant, she might go, what? <laughs> you know? Um, exactly. So exactly. I think, you know, and, and they were funny because they were like, oh, we didn't know if, we, if you mind if we brought up your age. I'm like, of course we need to bring up the age. What's the point of telling the story if we don't really tap into all the 
complications that so many people go through with, mm-hmm. with, um, with this situation. Kudos. And so, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so we did that and, uh, yeah, I love it. You know, I'm the act, I'm a kind of actress that give me anything. I mean, I have fun playing it. I, you know, well, I don't care. I, I think that, I think it's I'm wonderful it that you're, yeah, <laughs> I think it's wonderful <laughs> that, um, you know, they are doing this storyline because in a way it kind of goes with what I went through. I was, I had three kids. My youngest had just turned six and I thought, oh, yay, I get a little bit of break. She goes to school, you know, all of them will be in school. And um, I was in my mid-30s and found out I was pregnant. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? I took three tests. So, yeah, I can go with that story. (laughs) Yeah, and those tests are pretty accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Especially now. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, then you you have been on Loving the City, Guiding Light, and General Hospital. And we're just wondering how you feel the soap world has changed since you started. Oh, well, I mean, I think we all see how it's changed. I mean, uh, you know, there I started, there were 12 soaps or maybe 11 or 12, and now there's four. Um, yeah. We would shoot mm-hmm. one show a day. Sometimes we shoot up to four. Um, you know, where our out time is at eight o'clock. And when I was on Loving, we were always on every day by five. And we would be leaving when all my children's dinner um, was being brought into the building because they were always there till ten o'clock every night. Shooting one show, if they were shooting a, a normal show, if they were, if all my children were shooting any big like wedding or function, which you know on a soap opera back in the nineties happened every other week, um, they were yep. little two or three in the morning. Um. So, all of us change. We move faster. Um, we have like you know, twice as much dialogue, but um, but we're still holding strong. I think um, you know we're having a great time, it, and it's still a lot of fun. And and we still get you know the, the 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 similarities are we get to tell story and relationship stories and connect with our fans five days a week. The hard part, it, the part I think that's that's different is, and I don't think a lot of the fans see it, thank God, um, is how fast we work. It's really so much behind the scenes. And that's just that's not just the actors, the writers, the directors, the producers. You know, everyone, whether people see it or not, everyone is doing the best they can and working so hard. I mean, it went from one show a day to sometimes nine <laughs> shows a week. And um and that means everyone, you know, directors are shooting more. I mean, if think about a director. I mean, the other day we had 170 pages we shot. Like, that's insane mm. amount of work. So we just, you know, we kill it. And um, it's just faster. But but still we get to tell great stories, great stories about relationships, and it's amazing. You know, I, do I can't even imagine how you guys all do it. I really can't. I mean, I know how busy – I am, and I don't even work anymore, except if you want to call this work, you know. But I don't know how you do it between your normal life and and doing the show and then going everywhere that you go and doing things. I I don't know how you do it. I mean, do you have somebody that schedules your every minute, or do you just know what you have to do that day? I schedule my life and my kids and, uh, and like, (laughs) everything. I handle everything on my own. And I have a manager who helps me with certain business things, but I do everything on my own. That's well, not good. Though. Like when you're a mom of two and 
and you and have a job, like you got to, you know, I only I know what's happening. And it's so funny, like my room looks like my closet exploded because I've been running and going and going with my son. But like everything else is fine. I was late to this, but that's, you know, I wasn't going to cut out early on him until I had to. But, um, right. But yeah, like my whole, you know, I kind of do it myself. And that's, I think that's kind of everyone though. Like, I don't know. A, a lot of my friends are, are, um, are, are moms and some of them are act, were working actors. Some of them are winemakers. Some of them are lawyers. Some of them are stay at home moms. Some of, you know, um, some of them are nurses. Like I have a whole bunch of different friends. Um, and we're all a mess. Like no one has it figured out, <laughs> you know, Everyone's just showing up doing the best they can. And, and, um, and it is what it is. Like I just have a different job. It's not really anything like my, my life as a mom and a woman is no different than anyone else's. It's, it's, um, you know, I'm just a mom with a different job basically. Well, but you do it so well, and I think you should write a book or a, a template or or something. <laughs> yeah, journal. I'm or... actually did a whole bunch of uh, you know the whole thing about books anymore. Like it's different. Like you can write a book, which is great, but any anymore with because that's that that's how we used to reach a lot of people, you know. But now with mm-hmm. the internet and social media, like I would rather do um, internet. Um, events where I talk to people like where I'm on a, a social media situation where I don't know how like a zoom call or something where I can talk to people and connect with them um, in the moment because books are a lot of work a lot of money to make and you don't have a lot of people buying them anymore um, when they can connect to the person this so, is true I don't know, but I've actually been doing a lot of investigating where that's concerned and um, yeah you know, where, where you want to put your energy in this day and age and be really present with people is instant connection. And and, and yeah. I try to do that with fan events. I have, I'm doing like a tour um, of the East Coast, Chicago, Cleveland, oh gosh, um, Rochester. Maryland. Maryland, <laughs> yes. Um, New yep. York, New Jersey, Jersey, and Connecticut. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, I'm doing that in August, which is a great way to connect. But if I can't get to people, I can certainly schedule, like, figure out a way to, like, hit, like, 50 people at a time doing, like, an Internet situation where I can be like, what's up, people, you know, and ask questions or share share stories, Um, something. I I mean, I'm more interested in helping people change their lives. Um, I mean, it's amazing doing fan events and, and hanging out with people, but I, I kind of want to affect people more than just a hug and a, and an eight by 10. You know what I mean? Especially women. No right. <laughs> right. But, um, but don't ever take that I, part away from us either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like, you know, being, being a woman and, and yeah. going through a lot in 48 years and I have a lot of people um, ask me tons of questions about my personal life, my personal journey and how I've overcome certain things or how I deal with certain things. Um, I'd love to like share with people and, and, you know, I, there were many resources I used to throughout my life. And I would love to, to be a resource in someone else's life at some point, but you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. You'll, you'll yeah. fit that in eventually. I have no doubt. Now I also wanted to make a mention that you were an executive producer for taste life and associate producer for slate uh, do you feel like you'd like to move more into that direction of producing instead of acting or keep doing both? Um, I do love producing. I am, um, 
but I like working with actors and I don't mean in a direction way. Like when I'm on set and I, and I see an actor struggle with motivation or say, I don't think I would do this or I don't understand. And I've been one of those actors and I can have my moments as well. I love being the person to say, I see a thousand ways we can make this work. And, and, no, and usually the one reason an actor says I can't or I don't think I would is because there's fear based in it or something like that. I'd like to work with people. Like I look at things and say I could do the scene on my head and, and pretend I'm in a yoga class and it'll mm. be the best scene of the show. Like I, that's the kind of person I am. I'm like, let's do, let's take this scene and make it the weirdest scene we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, but, but yet still make it true to the characters. And I think that especially on daytime television, we we have these characters for so long, and we tell them five days a week, and we work so hard. And then they went, and you, and you, especially if you're like in a couple situation, like a coupling, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they throw a monkey wrench, and someone cheats, or someone lies, or someone, and they're like, oh, I would never. And I'm like, eh, a, um. Let's look at America. Yes, you would, because many people do. And these characters aren't real, so they would do anything. And um, and let's see how we get to the pl- like. I find the journey of justifying why your character does what they do the the most fun of um, being a soap opera actress. It's so easy to say I would yeah. never, but the, but but the million reasons why you would it's so amazing. Especially when the character's not you, you're not really have to deal with the consequences. How fun is that? Yeah, that's Like you could go up and say anything to anyone, and that's not real. Like I've worked with people in the past, they're like, well, I wouldn't say that to her. It's rude. I'm like, give it to me. I'll say it all day long. All day long. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, I love the actress. Like, you know, if I have to say something rude or mean, it's not not personal. Um, It's just a character thing. But I totally get why somebody would. There's a million, you know, if we're so perfect and good, there's no reason for us to watch the show. Exactly. True. Yes. Yeah. 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 You want yeah, to we definitely it. for the drama. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, look at Melrose Place. When that show first came on, they were all roommates and everyone was nice. The show was about to be canceled. It was so boring. They bring Heather Locklear in. Then all of a sudden, Kimmy's bald head, had a, you know, comes back and she's bald and ready to kill it. And you're like, I'm in. All in. It's on the edge of your seat, yeah. I mean, right? Like before, before those, and Michael, Doctor Michael, becomes an asshole. We were like, we're so sorry about yeah. you. I'm sorry, I passed, but whatever. <laughs> but anyway, Michael becomes psycho, and we're like, every the freaking ratings are off the hook. You're like, there you go. Yeah. You got Heather Locklear being a sexy bad bad girl. You got Kimmy being the psycho. It's awesome. All of a sudden, we were screaming and yelling at the television. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's what I we do daily. Really, I grew up watching this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't. I mean, I'll never forget the episode where there was the car accident, and you think Kimmy's dead, and and it, and her phone's like, you know, I don't, I forget how they shot it. And the next season, where he he's with her in a hotel room, they have sex, and she goes in the bathroom, she's staring in the mirror, and she pulls oh, off her wig. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 You you'll that never so forget iconic. that moment. And then you have people that go, I would never do that. I'm like, okay, well, you can, I never out of a job. I'm going to do this and and have fun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, why not? It's so fun. And guess what? The character's not real, so I can play all day long. Right. And and I think some people are amazed. You know, they they take soap operas so seriously, and they're amazed to see that in real life you're hanging out with your total enemy from the sh- from the show. You know. Oh gosh. And they're people, like, Mar- like what Mar- are Mara you West doing? and I are really good friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mara West and I are really good friends. People are like, that's so weird seeing you guys together. And I'm like, really? I'm like, are you kidding? And let me tell you something. You you really have a great um, arch enemy when you're good friends because there's such a trust. Like. I adore yeah. Mara, and um, she's one of my closest friends. And so when she walks on, and I have such respect for her. So when she walks on set and um, and plays Ava, like you know, we seriously go for it, and um, and we both honor what the other has to do because we know that you're only as good as your scene partner. And if I don't lift her up, and she doesn't lift me up, then you guys aren't going to be entertained. Right. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not about my sure. ego. It's about how do I serve the audience and how do I serve the script. Right. right. We were just talking about anything. That any, you anything got else yeah. is yeah. ego. Yeah. 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 Everything else is ego. And we've all been there. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. It's not like I haven't had my moments of that either. It's just you know I've been doing it so long now that I got to look at myself a little bit and go, wow, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I could ask you a million questions myself, but we're going to move on to Candace and let her go mm. ahead and ask her questions. Hello. Okay. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi there. I'm great. Thank you. Uh, well, we were literally earlier before you came on, we were talking about how you are that actress that will sometimes let the other person take the spotlight only because you've taught them. You're kind of like the teacher now. And we noticed that more with you and Eden McCoy, who plays Jocelyn, of course. And we're seeing that teacher student kind of thing happening. How is it like working with her? Oh my God. I love her. Um, she's incredible. You know, I mean, look, yeah. you can, you can put out whatever you want to put out and hope to have a relationship and hope that people, you know, young kids, you understand some, sometimes they want to grab on to your um, experience and sometimes they want to pave their own way. And I get both paths actually. Um, right. Eden is doing both. She's, you know, there are times when I'll, I'll help her and I'll see that she does something different. And I'm like, yeah, I love that she did that. Um, she's incredible. And I'm just honored to work with her. And that's, that's the truth. Like there, there are, and when you say like there are times when I let other people shine, there are times as an actor, you know, when it's their scene. I don't care if yeah. it's Eden or anyone else. And, and if you want to undermine that, then you're an asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Again, I keep doing that. Yeah. You, you can bleat me, right? <laughs> but, but, but there, no, there, you're there good. is, um, no, you're good. there is, um, you, you honor your fellow actor and you know, when it's your moment or there, you know, when it's about, you know, Oscar's yeah. dying and it's Eden's moment. I'm there to support and hug that girl and, and let her know you are free to do whatever you need to do as an actor. And I got you. That's what we're there, there for. It is not about me. It's not about me. It's about her. Um, it's about the story. And I see how hard yeah. she was working. I might have been in two days that week. That girl was in five days and probably did seven shows in five days and did volleyball practice and went to high school and is, and is kicking mm-hmm. ass. Like, so for me to walk in and, and make it about me is, you know, not that that doesn't happen, I'm sure, in the business, but it's not happening on our show. Um, and it doesn't happen on our show. So, right. you know, Eden, Eden shows up every day 
um, knowing her dialogue, she's, she's family, hundred percent family and her mom's amazing. And, you know, I'm, I, I feel honored to work with her. It's such a gift to have her play, to play Jocelyn. And, you know, I have to say when Ingo showed up recently, he was like, wow, she's amazing. And I love, he said, and you two are just alike. And I'm like, yes. And I yeah. love that he says that, not, not mm-hmm. for me, but for the fans to say, oh, I totally believe she's Carly's daughter, right? Like what a gift to the, to the fans to, to get to yeah. see that Carly finally yeah. got her daughter and she's cut from the same <laughs> cloth, you know? It's, like, amazing. So I love it. Yeah, I mean, while watching the scene, I mean, it's literally, like, you can actually pass as, you know, mother and daughter, you know? Yeah. And I was, we were saying earlier, you know, I, I watch, you know, I feel like you're, like, my sister, my older sister, my aunt type, too, because mm-hmm. from loving the city and, of course, Gone Light, I mean, you have something somewhat of the same chemistry with Eden that you had with Stephanie Gachette, who played Tammy. It's sort of, again, like that teacher-student role. And yeah, I was just, a little younger with Stephanie. See. Right. Um, <laughs> and, um, well, Kathy on Guiding Light was softer, and so was Stephanie, whereas Carly is much tougher, and, and, and uh-huh. so is now, so is Jocelyn. Um, and the story they wrote, I mean, you know, like Jocelyn or Eden, and I were talking. I was like, you know, something to never forget is you, you buried a boyfriend. You watched, you're with someone as they died. That forever changes your character. Don't ever lose mm-hmm. that piece of the puzzle. So when they write something cute or sweet or something that's very innocent and young, um, and, and your instinct might be to go so youthful, don't forget you watch someone die. It changes you carry it with you every day yeah. when you're on this set. Good. And so good job. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. And it's true. It's like you carry that. It um, is. And it's, it's one of those things that like, no matter what, even if it's the cutest, sweetest, most innocent moment. And that's what makes those next cute, sweet, innocent moments so great because you can find yourself caught up in the innocence and then you catch yourself and that fear and pain comes back. And then we get to have those moments that we give the audience with like, I don't know. I just find those are the nuances that are beautiful. Yeah. And, that's, and, and we can go do that five journey. days a week. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, I do I, it all the time, mm. you know. And, like, you know, when Carly watched Kim um, come out with her son and put him on the table before he yeah. left for the last time, and she know Carly knows 100% what it's like to never see her son again. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I get you know not that I not not that I might made them focus on me, but I certainly got to have a moment, um, or I got to bring emotion to the scene that was different than what other people would do, you know, like like than a mom who has her kids, like you know. So it's it's um, you know, it's just it's the stuff we get to bring because we're character actors and and we get to do it five days a week. Mm-hmm. And you guys are like I always say, besides the military and moms, daytime actors, everybody in the daytime community yeah. are the hardest working people. And I, by far, biggest cheerleader. When I say go team, go, because I know how Thank hard. Thank you. Guys are. <clears throat> yeah, you're yeah. welcome. So I'm just you know putting it out there. Okay. Now, no, thank you. I then, I just love it. Like you know. Um, and all we can do well, is pass the well, baton to these, these, to these young, young. I mean, what's the point if we don't share what we know and gift? But you know, it has to be on their, on their timetable, right? Like, second, right. you want to tell us? Like, and I'll ask somebody, 
may I share something with you? Because it's not who am I to tell somebody what to do. Like, you know, my age and experience doesn't mean that I know better. It's their character. And so you always should ask before you step on people's toes. And then once they say yes, I'll step all over them. (laughs) (laughs) I do. And they know it. And they know I love them. (laughs) Okay. So my next question is, most Gone Life fans were excited to hear about Cecilia Watros joining the cast. Yeah. Some people don't know. Crazy Annie is coming to Mm -hmm. VH. What was your reaction? And have you two stayed in touch over the years? Uh, we have not. Um, we're Facebook friends, but we have not. Um, I was so excited when I heard the news. I was like, oh, my gosh, I love Cynthia. She's super talented, gorgeous, and a lot of fun. You know, your hospital is a great set. Uh, the the women that we have on our show, they're really strong actors, strong women, and a lot of fun. And we're all very supportive. We have a great female cast, um, and I'm super excited for her to join because she's great. I love Cynthia. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, please let them have a scene with Laura and Cynthia just, just so. Oh, I'm sure God, we will. So was, Oh yeah. Oh, trust me. There's mm-hmm. probably somebody, mainly me, like tweeting Frank Valentine and everybody to let that happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Finally, if you could go back in time to visit a young Laura who maybe is enjoying a Maryland crab cake, like I am in a few minutes. What would current current Laura say to young Laura about the life lessons you have learned? You know, um, I wouldn't say anything that was going to happen because I think we, I would say you have to feel everything you're going to go through and feel it and you're going to become stronger because of it, but don't run from it. Like pain and life yeah. stumbles and tragedy, all they do is they 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 give you, they they enrich your life. They make life richer, and they make they make the the sad not seem as sad. They make the beautiful even more beautiful. I do that. You know, we can do hard things, man. We can do hard things. We are built for that. We're not built for pill popping and um, numbing through other stuff, but we are built to take hard things. Go run a hill and get out, get out your energy. Go go work out. Go to the gym. Go do jump. My son will text me. I'm really tired at school, Mom. I'm like, go outside and do jumping jacks. Like, go change your energy. But learn from it. Feel it. Accept it and move on. I remember one therapist said to me once, um, the only way out is through. And I was like, what? Yeah. Ever. <laughs> and for a good yeah. year, I was like giving her the middle finger. Like, I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, she's like, the only way out is through. You have to go through whatever you're supposed to go through to be done with it. And then my girlfriend said, not only is the only way out through, the only way through is inward. And then the only, then you got to look at yourself. Yeah. So I would just say, stop, stop running and sit with it. You know, we, and, and we don't want to feel the, the uncomfortableness of that, that life can hand us sometimes at any age. But if you sit and hang out yeah. with it and invite it in and say, hang out with me, let me see why I'm uncomfortable. What's the worst case scenario? I got this. Oh. And that's all. But I'd never, I'd never tell young Laura what was coming, ever. There you go. Because then you get to dodge it, and then I wouldn't be who I am. <laughs> and you know? so many fans, so many listeners right now is listening to that and going, amen. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And that and that's you know, and I don't care what you do for a living, you know, it all it it hits us. So many people say to me, um, Hi, oh, you're so happy. You're so this and I'm like, you know what? Life has built in sucky things. We're you know, we're probably gonna bury a pet. We're definitely are going to bury our parents. These are things we're going to go through one day, right? There are built-in mm-hmm. sucky things. We're probably going to get flat tire. We probably should have changed the oil before we did. Lots of things that suck. So when life is not sucking, we should be absorbing every beautiful moment of it because it's going to come around and suck again eventually because nothing lasts forever, even the good times. So, so when it's not sucking, we should be rejoicing. You know, like I, I'll wake up and be like, oh, my God, the birds. Or if I'm sitting out back when it's raining, but yet the trees are so green, I'm like, how about that? Like this past year, I watched both my parents take their last breath. And I have to tell you, the gift that I got from that was to live while I can. Right. And that's why when people are like, you're just always in a good mood. I'm like, why? It's a choice every day, by the way. And why wouldn't I be? Yes, sir. And it's not because of my job or because of the car I drive. You know, I have kids that, you know, that make me feel like kids that are annoying teenagers that tell me I suck just like everybody, you know. I have the same <laughs> stuff that everyone else has. Um, my job doesn't change that. So it's a choice every day to say, wow, did you hear those birds outside? They were talking specifically to me. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't care, but I tell myself that. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. and my daughter's like, I don't know if that's true. I'm like, in my world, it's true. And people used to tell me it's a choice. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I finally realized it's a choice. Every day you choose grievance or miracle every day. Yeah. You know, so I it started wow. with, um, a happiness jar. I was going through not the happiest moment in my life. And I was, someone told me about a happiness jar and I put this big Mason jar next to my bed with a post-it um, pack and a pen. And every night before I went to bed, I'd say, okay, one thing that made me happy today, whether it be the sun shining, a bird or meeting someone new that told me something interesting. And that changed my whole perspective on life. Everything. Well, I'm going to be I know, taking I know it bits and pieces of really what you said. <laughs> no, I'm going to be taking bits and pieces of what you said, and I'm going to put it in my life and see what, what? it does for me. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm really, really, because, you know, everybody yeah. has bad days. So, But and thank you, Candace, like, for your questions. Are, but, but, you know, the days that they are not the greatest, I wrap myself in a blanket. I turn on SVU Law and & Order, and I'm like, I'm not leaving today, Amen. and I'm going to postmate. <laughs> some cheesy pasta and it's going to be one of those days. And then I'm going to have, I'm going to find joy in that, you know, opposed to going life sucks. I don't want it. I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to wrap myself in my um, unhappiness and, and really be happy in that. Place. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we all, not everybody has a happy, great day, but you can be right. accepting. You can accept that and from a good place. And, yeah. This is true. Yeah. Anthony, you're up next. Hey, Bring Laura it on, Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, <Staten> Island. <laughs> what you um, got? I want to touch back on on what you were saying before because it goes in with my first question. Um, eight by ten and a hug. Um, we've we've interacted at Super Soap and a couple other events, and it's never been eight by ten and a hug. But when we announced that you were coming on today, I, I there were so many messages I couldn't even copy and paste back a, a standard response 
to the fans out there that wanted to interact with you. So if you ever get a chance to do those those podcasts, you have a built-in audience. And tonight's conversation (laughs) already has about 30 hashtag moments. Um, And in that spirit, you're doing the Best Friends Tour this summer. Can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect and how you feel about the relationship with Carly and Jason, how it's grown and where you guys are now? Well, I think it's one of my favorite relationships on the show. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. I think the, the Jason and Carly relationship, um, it, and I think it's, you know, Sonny's in there as well, but, uh, but there's a little different. Um, Jason <laughs> would drop everything in the world for Carly, and, and Carly would do the same for Jason. And son, Carly and, and Jason would drop almost anything for Sonny. I don't know if he dropped anything for them. <laughs> we say that all the time. I'm like, I don't know if Sonny would, like, you know, um, stop hanging out with some short little cute brunette to go hang out with Carly if she needed him. Like, that's our joke. Um, but I think it's, like, the best friendship ever in daytime. It's this – it's like I'd die without you. It's that safety net. So it's – it's it's um, unshakable, and I love that. Um, and the other reason I love it is because it causes problems on the uh, in their in their in their other world. You know, like yeah. it causes problems. Like any man or woman that's with Jason or Carly, um, they have to deal with that, and that's a hard pill to swallow. You know, intimate situations. Carly calls, Jason drops everything. If Carly's in an intimate situation and Jason calls, Carly drops everything. So. I think that um, for sure it's, um, it, it gives you a built-in uh, conflict for a soap opera storyline. So I love it. Um, what can we expect from the Best Friend uh, Tour? Well, lots of fun stories. You know, Steve Burton is re- someone that's finally going to be honest about Steve Burton. You know, I think Steve does these events with Bradford because he's like, oh, Steve's my best friend. And Carly's going to show up and be like, let me tell you what it's like to work with Steve Burton. <laughs> 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 and and Steve and I are really close. Um, and I want to do a lot of shooting behind the scenes. Um, we don't know what we're going to do with it, but not just with oh, on stage, do. but yeah, we're going to totally record all the behind the one, the week of touring. Um, it's going to be high energy. It's going to be lots of laughing. It's going to be great stories, a lot of fun. The only thing we're not really doing is um, an autograph section. And I know a lot of people were like, well, we're not signing autographs. We only cut that out of the shows that the fans that the fans are used to going to because um, we're doing seven shows in a row and traveling and driving ourselves on this tour, and adding um, the autograph signing section as another hour and a half, and it's just it's a, it's probably yeah. it's it's a lot when we're trying to get and we'd rather give the interaction as a group, as a show, and then be able to have a picture with, we're, we're individually taking a picture with everyone. Um, but the, the sitting down and signing, it adds a whole other a couple hours, and then we can't get to the next venue. And we only have the week. So we thought, you know, most people in this day and age really love their photo on their phone or, or mm-hmm. recording it. Um, so we really wanted sure. to give people what they most wanted. And we didn't want to cut anything out, but we had to for travel. So we're excited. Well, I can't wait. Awesome. It, you know, again, you've never been just a hug and a picture and, okay, next. And I can have <laughs> no, exactly. to everyone out there who's going. If you give me autograph signing sessions, it's like, Steve's like, Laura, stop talking. 
<laughs> I'm like, but we have to fix this person's life. We're sharing, you know. I, I'm like the worst. So. Well, we want to be respectful of your time, and I want to be respectful of our listeners. So would you mind if I throw a few names at you and you just give us a one-sentence tagline of some of Ooh. the great people you've worked with? <laughs> okay, I can't wait. Yes. All right, I'm going to start with Debbie Morgan. Oh, hugs. I can say hugs. I love her. Awesome. Kelly Ripa. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, the, the most fun hilarious, loving. This is a one word for Kelly Rippa. Are you kidding? She's amazing. One of, one of my most favorite people right. on the planet. And the most, um, uh, oh my gosh, she's probably the most generous, loving, funny, caring, uh, honest. I mean, the list goes on. Kelly Rippa is one of my favorite And you guys were roommates, right? We weren't roommates. No, I would spend the night at her apartment a lot because I worked on Loving, so I had a, a, a no-air-conditioned little apartment. She was on all my children. She had a full high-rise air condition. So when it was really hot in the summer, I would go and spend the night at her place, but I had my own place. <laughs> all right. Reva. Kim. Kim. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Zimmer. Big, big, bad, amazing Kim Zimmer. I mean, she's just and, – and and the most incredible um, mom uh, on the planet. Love her. Aww. Nice. Uh, our our joke with Dina's all the Guiding Light people is that um, our joke on Guiding Light is that um, that, that her daughter's son um, won the lotter- won the lottery on grandmothers because if, if Kim Zimmer's your grandmother, <laughs> you're the luckiest human on the planet. Aww. Yeah, that is that's really sweet. How about Gina? Gina T. Gina Tonioni, oh my gosh, one of the yeah. hardest working women in the business, 100%, intense, awesome. uh, passionate, kind, honest, and loving. I love Gina Tonioni. Jackie Zeman. Oh, mama. Oh gosh, Jackie, she's a special woman. She really is. She travels the world. She sees it through eyes of such gratitude and appreciation. I'm lucky to spend uh, my days with her when I get to work with Jackie. Tony, Tony Geary. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Tony! Tony is just fun and open and free and um, giving. Well, you gave us Steve, you gave us Mora, so I'm gonna close it out with the one that everybody wants. You gave us Ingo with the one that everybody wants to know. You want, you Maurice. want, you want the king, Maurice Bernard, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we, you can give us five sentences for Maurice. <laughs> oh my gosh, Maurice, one of my best friends. Um, he's probably he's he's one of my best friends. He's one of the most honest people I've ever met. Um, we get to grow together as humans and as actors. And I love being his Carly. Wow, that's so sweet. Thank you for and that, and that's I, all this true. whole conversation. Oh, you're welcome. That's all true too. Um, I yeah. I love working with Maurice. He's um he's he's a uh, he's a very special person in my life, and I adore him. And I'm grateful, truly grateful. We've it's been 14 years of of um, getting to know him and his incredible family, and I love it. Sidebar note, oh. that scream we heard during the Emmys, was that you? Oh, I'm sure it was. Um, <laughs> when they called his name, I and was And then, you know, it's I'm really funny. When he, it, it, and I told this to Maurice. He knows this. Uh, I told Paula, too, and she's like, I understand. When he went on stage and I saw him struggling, it, it, it took – and see, Bert and I said the same thing. It took everything in us not to go up there and hold his hand. Like, because 
the three of us are a threesome of support. And if like Maurice is having an interesting day or struggling or something, and I don't mean like if he's, if he's got three shows and I'm only in one of them, I'm like, dude, are you okay? I'm like that's three freaking shows. And I'd be like, like, or if he's like, you know, concerned about something, I'm like, what's going on? And Maurice, and vice versa. If he sees I'm in a place, he's like, what's going on? But when Maurice was on stage accepting his Emmy and I saw him up there struggling, it was so hard not to go up there and say, what do you need? I, you got this. What do you want to say? And just be his person to bounce it off of. And and when I told Steve later, Steve was like, oh, my God, me too. And that was that was so telling on how close the three of us are. Like, mm. you know, and then when we shared that with Paula, she was like, oh, my God, I love that. And she goes, and I felt the same thing. And she goes, Paula's like, I don't think he was going to win. <laughs> and so we were all, la- I mean, it was just amazing. It was so amazing. And he's one of my favorite people. I love him. He's, he's, a, he's like, like I said, he's a family member. Thank you for giving uh, us that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, well, thank Anthony. you, guys. Next I'm going to go up. be a mom again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling in and taking the time, and, and thank your son and, and everybody for allowing us to have this time with you, and uh, congratulations yeah. on his graduation ahead of time. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. And have a great Memorial Day weekend, you guys. Be safe. You too. Thank okay. you, and we'd love thank to have you, you back you. again one day. Sounds perfect. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, if that conversation wasn't full of hashtag moments, I don't know what was. (laughs) Hashtag dream came true. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. I'm I'm not crying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So, I guess we need to get back to the recaps. Um, we covered the we covered Oscar. I think briefly we should just mention the nurses' ball. David, what do you think so far? Um, I sort of uh, I enjoyed everybody's performance very much. Um, I think, you know, the the one thing that I noticed that there was no sponsor this year. Yeah, I think with the flack that they've gotten over the last couple of years, you know, the infomercial within the nurses' ball, they kind of took that to, to heed this year. Um, as far as the performances themselves, they picked the perfect pieces to highlight the performer and the storyline with, you know, said performer. Uh, Ava, um, Jocelyn, um, you know, the the songs that, that were chosen were really, really well chosen. Oh, man. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I teared up when um, Cameron sang and when Jocelyn sang. I just, there was... Yeah. I mean, I, I always loved the Nurses Ball, and to me... They can't do any wrong with that. I mean, I haven't seen anything yet, except I'm going to mention one thing, and that's Milo's. What does he call him? Milo's what? Magic Milo? Magic Milo? In the Magic Milo? Yeah, Sarah. Yes. That's the one thing I miss. But other than that, 
Um, <laughs> the Nurses Ball brings everything to us that we normally watch with our characters, but also shows us other things that they can do, you know, like the singing and the dancing. And, of course, one of the ones that stood out was, you know, Chase, uh, Josh Wickard, and doing his... Yeah. Uh, and and I always love Kathleen, and I always love, you know, Maura. And uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this not the first time that we saw Roger Howitt sing? Franco, yeah, it yep, is. This and is what a surprise. Um, well, and what a, what a great well, choice with um, Guilty. First time I no. No. Yeah, because he played with, uh, he, he got up there with, Jake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah but, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was the first time yeah. him singing, which I was so happy as a Roger Hawkins yes. fan. I was like, if anybody's gone to any event or even if you went to New York and, and hung out in front of the One Life to Live studios back in the day, you know Roger can actually sing. So to yes, see him do. do it on the nurses' ball, I was like... <laughs> And, and come on, to take on Barbara Streisand and Barry Gibb, that's, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. Oh right. The two of them, they, the two of them shined. And then he did the Wayne Newton um, little, like, he, he, like, winked and did, like, the, like, I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vegas? Anybody? Vegas? Okay. <laughs> like... That was a beautiful. I never expected Franco up there. Yeah, and what a beautiful setup, too, for for all the storylines that are coming. The proposal, Ryan and Ava, Mm -hmm. they really, really did a great job of integrating. Some of the nurses' balls in the past were a little choppy with current storyline and and coming storyline and the nurses' ball itself. This year, they really, really seamlessly put it together. And, um... Kudos. And yay, she said yes. <laughs> you know I had to say that. <laughs> well, 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 we all um, know what, yeah, but we know what the fallout's going to be. A certain somebody oh, yeah. coming back. Uh, Hi, Katie. Oh, is that the baby? Oh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the baby's going to come back and he's going to be 16. <laughs> he's going like, to be the, the role, the role <laughs> of Hayden is... <laughs> The role of of Hayden and Finn's child is now being played by um, uh, Scott Bailey. (laughs) Well, let's hop on a shuttle and head over to uh, Salem. Big things have been going on over there. We got a new commission. The commission. Mm. We got a new mayor. We got a new commission. Oh, we got a new a face. Match made, a match made in heaven. <laughs> He's in fact. <laughs> well, 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 that's all I got to say. Well, um, well, since this is a recap, <laughs> since this is a recap show for anyone who hasn't enjoyed Salem, Jack won the mayoral election. He promptly oh, fired God. Hope. He promptly installed his um, <clears throat> true love, Eve, <laughs> as commissioner. 
<laughs> Jennifer, I think, just about lost the top of her head. It's probably up somewhere in the trees in Horton Square. Um, somewhere. JJ is on the run with um, sweet little Haley. Haley. Mm-hmm. Claire is um, TikToking crazy to a, 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 a really great level. Her crazy is so beautiful yep. to watch. She's on fire. Um, we got some beautiful sin scenes. Um, Sierra and Ben have, uh, have wow, fire. Um, Connected. You know, <laughs> and then the biggest reveal of them all, which we have to mention, by the way, Maggie, is uh, Suzanne Girl, if you're not nominated next year. But um, the biggest reveal of them all came Friday. <laughs> they pulled a bolt in the beautiful moment when all of a sudden Nicole turns around and says, well, I'm celebrating. And Sandra says, aren't we celebrating, darling? And we realize <laughs> that who he's been working with is actually Nicole. That was a bold is, and the beautiful shield. Is it truly battle. Nicole? I, know. Okay. I, guess, I guess we're going to find out. That's my question. Mm-hmm. I have a yeah, crystal uh, ball. Let me look in the crystal ball. Hold on. Let me look really close. Kristen. Kristen, I see Kristen. I see it too. I, I've kind of been calling it. I've been calling it for a long time now. Yep. I guess we're all on the same page as far as that's concerned. Thanks, Ron. Don't screw this up, Ron. I'm, I'm telling no, you. No, please don't. Please don't run. Don't do this. You were sagging. You were sagging for a couple of months where we were kind of questioning Whoa. where could this possibly go, and you just knocked it out of the park. Stay on but, point. Stay on beat because we are all at the edge of our wait seat. Wait a minute. But Anthony, wait a minute. Hold up. I got to say this. Ron, it's me, Candace. You know, we go, we, we're friends. Um, not really. I don't know. Um, don't do what you did over on General Hospital to this Nicole storyline. I'm going to just give you that. Don't you go back. Go forward. Don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it to us. They fans don't know. But we who watch all the soap, we do know. So it could either go good or it could go ugh. I mean, I got to give Ari her props, though. Ari is doing right. a good job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keep it keep You know, it the best comeback of the year up until this point had been when Eve walked in New Year's Eve. But I have to say, if, if not surpassing, then equal on foot was Nicole coming back and, and the entire week of what is this? Who is this? Culminating with Oh my God! This isn't this. It can't be this. No, it can't. Be. And yeah. and it's rippling across again. I just have to say, Suzanne, sweetheart, you you have been here for for almost the entire length of the show, and you still bring a freshness to Maggie. Kudos this week. Kudos. Uh-huh. I've never seen Maggie come unglued like that though. That's it's refreshing to me because I've never seen her as the alcoholic. I, I don't I can't remember that far back. Because you know, happened, one thing like, in the seventies. One thing we have to give days that the other shows really need to pay attention to. You know, and there's a lot of things that days have done in the last few years that they should be paying attention to. But Victor, Maggie, 
Tate, they are all in current and not in storylines where they are propping and, and moving the storyline forward. They are all in equally interesting storylines of their own. And, you know, when an actress gets to a certain age, she suddenly becomes, you know, the mom, the grandma, the, mm. the support, mm. the AKA, you know, the stirrer like Julie. But look at, right. look at Suzanne. Look at the material that she's working with. That is lead actress right there. And so kudos, you know, the rest of the, the three that are on, please pay attention. You know, Jackie Zeman, for instance, can carry, you know, a story. <laughs> uh, you know, there's quite a few on The Young and the Restless that are starting to pick back up. Tracy, for example. You know, pay attention, guys, well, because Jay's is doing it right. Suzanne's making it real. She uh, she did a fabulous job this week. And, you know, how much can you how much can you take? She's getting older and the issues are are harder and Victor's being a <laughs> an ass. Oh, all those scenes with Kate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kate's mm-hmm. got her claws out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think she's heading in that direction, Carolyn? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't have anybody, so she's. Yeah. She's Kate. <laughs> All the young men are spoken for, or her child, or family. So right now, she's basically True. not only Victor to look at at the moment. So you know, uh, no fool. <laughs> yeah, she's only nice. She's only nice when she wants something. <laughs> uh huh. Carolyn, what do you what what are you loving the most right now? Um, I I'm I'm liking the storyline with JJ and Haley. Uh, that's been very emotional. It's uh, I don't know where it's going to go. Um, and Claire's doing a fabulous job. She's but she's leaving, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Both. They did both. you see? Did you and see when Ben walked in uh, and she was ready to burn Trip's clothes? Yesterday. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. The look. At, the look in her eye. She comes from such a nice family. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a soap opera town. We've got to have a crazy. And yeah. and you know, thank the talents that be behind the scenes at Days of Our Lives for recognizing that that's material that not only can she handle, but <laughs> she's. I like me some crazy Claire. I wish she wasn't going quite quite frankly. I wish we could get a year's worth of crazy Claire. Yeah, yeah. So mad when she started, and now she's coming into her own. And now she's Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. When you put an actress like that up against, (laughs) drum roll, please, Miss Cassie Zapiva, which I wish I could have asked Laura about her as well, but time-wise we had what we had. When you put an actress up against Cassie DePaiva and you not only carry the scene, but you take the scene, <laughs> you got chops, girl. Good for you. <laughs> for her to be uh, crazier than, <laughs> than Eve. Eve, well, the other day, she stepped back because she knew, oh, this one's, this one's bad. <laughs> yep. The scenes were... Oh boy! And um, Greg Bond, just just real quick, you know, uh, he gets lost in the shuffle a lot. I just want to point out uh, Greg Bond this week yeah. too. Yeah, 
<laughs> he was like, it's so good this week. I'm sorry. Did I say that all out? I'm sorry. Mm, sorry. Yeah. I forgot we was doing the show. I forgot. Uh, my inner my inner thoughts came out. I'm sorry. Hi, Greg. Yeah, today. David, what about you? What are you loving <laughs> in this? What am I loving thing? about in days of our lives? Yeah. Actually, let me see. I'm loving Claire. Um, Olivia seems to be on fire these days, and and it's so sad that it's it's always at the actor's end of her stint. Yeah. And yeah, the Chloe Nelson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Candace? Well, it's going to be a tearjerker tear jerker with the uh, funeral. Trying to get who's yeah. going, and Victor's not going. Yeah. Brady finally told Eric that he can go. So it's going to be, that's going to be a tearjerker seeing everybody together. Mm hmm. And then Big Real. I bet it's going to happen. How's Nicole? Nicole is not Nicole, and how is she going to <laughs> I have a theory pull about that off? That, though. Yeah. I actually have a theory. In the soap, okay, here, here we go, Candace, thinking like a soap writer. It would be an interesting twist if real Nicole is being held somewhere that Xander and, Chris, and Kristen um, Demira knows where and torment her. Like saying, you know, like I don't know, like for some reason I don't think real Nicole is dead. I think she's out there somewhere, and that yeah. Xander and fake Nicole knows, and like doing like I don't know. It's gonna be some kind of like a switcheroo. I I believe like in my mind as a soap writer I would do that. Have Nicole sure. come back and and be like kind of like what's going on and everybody's like oh I'm so sorry about Holly and then Nicole's freaking out or something I don't know like it would it would be so soapy though if they did that though yes there's or, be a, a twist if Holly is with real Nicole and that's the blackmail that they're using to keep her out of the scene and when they mm-hmm. shuffled her off to wherever she was going she's actually going to real Nicole I mean, this is uh, there are so many possibilities, and and they've been teasing us with how great this storyline is, um, mm-hmm. and and from the looks of it, I, I'm right on board. You know, uh, yeah. back in the day, she right, was Phyllis, You know, it, it's Anything not that kind of yeah, switching, yeah, yeah, switching and switching yeah. babies and switching bodies and anything can happen. Well, time-wise, we still have two soaps to cover, so why don't we hop a red eye over to Los Angeles and um, talk about the craziness that's... Yeah, we got to bring Pam back on. She hasn't been watching days, everybody. She's been she's been savoring it. She's been savoring yeah. the, the 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 flavor of days. That's what she's been doing. Yeah. She's going to binge, mm-hmm. and it's going to be fabulous. But over in it LA, there really... must be something in the water because there is a high level of WTF moment. Pam, yeah. WTF moment. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. WTF moments on Bold and Beautiful. Um, Anthony, Anthony. Did Anthony cut out? Because you know why? Oh, it was Hold so on, many WTF. 
Let me see. Oh, there he is. There he is. Am I Anthony. here? Anthony, Hello. Cleopatra, Cleopatra is looking for you. Hello. <laughs> so we're in L.A. and there's some craziness in the water. People bring your own bottles of water if you go in L.A. because <laughs> something's in that water. <laughs> you're all going to go crazy. <laughs> Pretty much, you're going to go crazy. Because I'm <laughs> – I can't. Go ahead, Anthony. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. I can't deal with the drama. Well – Okay. This week, a letter surfaced from the late Caroline, which basically fostered the idea that Thomas needs someone who can mother their son. Um, perfect. It would be a woman who lost a child of her own and would understand and be more mothering and in whatever forgery slash you know craziness this was devised in. It is seems to be working, and that's that's uh, well, one big thing that's you know going what? on. We have. I I want to say to that. I mean, I can't with the storyline, but then again, <laughs> you know, as Laura said, if they didn't do things out of bounds, you know, <laughs> then it wouldn't captivate the viewers in one way or another, whether they hate it or love it. Um, oh, absolutely! Just, it is the car wreck that you cannot <laughs> stop looking at. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I mean, it's one thing for him to go after her because he wants her, he loves her, and he wants her to be the mother of his child. But the way he's going about it, using his child and the death of her child, is just really getting to me. It's getting to a lot of fans. I mean, there's a polar divide out there of people. Nobody's loving it. But people that, like some of us, are at the edge of their seats and want to see what's going to happen next. And some of some factions that are saying this is too much, this is this is disgusting. And I see both sides. Again, I can't stop watching. I do want to know where's it going next. But it is disgusting. It's ugly. Right. It it is kind of painful to watch because, and I'll just speak for myself. Even though at first I was like, ooh, creepy Thomas, because I know the mental illness that Thomas has. See, a lot of Bold and Beautiful fans forget that Thomas did suffer from right. a mental disorder. You have right. that. But and he did eat the berries. Is, what was that, too? Well, you know what? Stop it. <laughs> the thing is, is that they're making it seem like Thomas and Hope was the Ridge and Caroline or the Ridge of Brooke when it was just a thing. It literally was just a thing. And yes, it was a minute. To, it was for a second. It was a yeah, hot second. Okay, okay, yes, he proposed, I mean, yes, he proposed to Hope, but that's because Sassy and Bill wanted to get away, get um, Hope away from Liam. Look up history, people. But anyway, the the, the story is, it, it started out okay, but now they're taking it too far. And yeah. you're right. You have Hope who you know, as of this week, you know, she, she let Liam go because she's right. still hurting. And it's kind of like as fans, we all know what today was. Jacqueline came back. Steffi came back. So it's like, okay, we're going to go through this again. The whole Liam hope. now we got Thomas. I'm just waiting for it because I'm still calling it that Thomas is going to find out the truth about the baby and use yes. it for his advantage. He's already used Douglas. Yeah, he's yep. already used Douglas, and he used Caroline, which made me think 
And I said, I think I said it on the show. I said, I don't buy that Caroline had a, what was it that she died of? A blood clot? Was that it? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think, mm-hmm. I yeah. Yes. I mean, yes, I don't believe that. I'm not. I the don't. way that they're making Thomas is like a lifetime movie starring Jacob Young. Hi, Jacob. Um, it's, <laughs> it's like that's how they're making it, and I don't trust the Caroline's death. The fact that he actually copied the handwriting, I'm like, so nobody's yeah. watching this. Like, when was yeah. Caroline and Hope best friends forever? Like, I'm sorry, no. Like to me, mm-mm, nope. It was okay. good. I give them props for trying. But right now, I'm just kind of like, you know what? Call me when the reveal happens, Thomas finds out, and go from there. Otherwise, this is actually sickening, to be honest with you. You know, I want to say this as a fan and, and as, you know, professional in this business, I'd like to caution Bold and the Beautiful. They're not six months in advance like days. So, you know, if you guys are listening, and we know you are. Um you're rewriting of history. Every soap does it. I'm not going to charge you on it. But as this spirals out and the reveals happen one by one, you need to hit the beats of history that were really important, um, a.k.a. Thomas's mental illness, a.k.a. eating the right. berries and the brook moment. And more, most importantly, when the baby stuff comes out, y'all need to, y'all need to go back to Phoebe and, and remind the audience and – there is no way that Steffi, Taylor, Thomas, and even Hope, by extension, wouldn't have a flashback feelings to Phoebe when all is said and done. I mean, they, they rewrote history and brought in a new Logan, God bless, who's now moved into the Forrester Mansion. God bless because, you know, there's only seven places to stay in Los Angeles, you know. Um, That's right. So <laughs> when, you do, when you do hit us hard with all this, Please pay homage to the history as well. Mm-hmm. David? Uh, it's a train wreck. Um, Anthony is so eloquent. I just, I have to echo whatever he said. It, just pay, pay close attention to history and don't give us too much at once. Learn from the Spectre fiasco. You know, it was entertaining to watch, but it was also disheartening in in the end, you know, that it didn't live up to what it could have been. Um, You know, when you're setting the same kind of storyline up in a completely different way, don't let us down this time, uh, Bold. Don't let us down. Yeah. Well, everybody's changing partners again, and now... um, um, oh my gosh! Not Liam, his brother. Wyatt. 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 Mm-hmm. Thank you. Is was so madly in love with Sally, mm. and now oh, no. all of a sudden What's he's going back. That we oh my! Knew about. <laughs> he he has drunk the he has officially drunk the water. Wyatt has now turned yeah. into Liam, Bridge, Thorne, Eric, and whoever else is what Bill. Thank you. Yeah, the one I, I mean, I I love Wyatt and Sally together, and yeah, yes, I know I there's got to be the breakup and the makeup and stuff like that. But you know, to me, there's enough going on that you can keep them happy a while a while longer, or or you know, just let them have a fight about something but get back together, and while all these other relationships are all over the map. 
In the natural course of, of real life, which of course it's soap opera, so it's not real life, with everything going on, you would have thought that Katie and Wyatt would have kind of rehooked up. And, yep. and said, you know, look at all this mess going around. You know, maybe we made a mistake. Not not some old obsession that we don't never heard about. Just to conveniently, you know, give screen time to Denise. And I gotta say, I love Bo, but um, you know, I'm it's, still it's on the fence with the story. I do love Flo it's as overkill. a character. Yeah, it's it's very much overkill. But in the interest of time, and there's a lot to say about our last soap, and it's Candace's baby, so I'm going to turn it over to her. Girl, yeah. drop the RV and bring us into, pull us up into Genoa City. So got to back in town. Ah, it's Adam. Yeah, baby. He's back. Even though he didn't remember that it was Adam. Because, you know, he had amnesia, you know, that, that stuff. Amnesia. And yeah, uh, but thank God that didn't drag out. I thought that was going to go on a heck of a lot okay. longer. Let me and who explain this. Girl, me and mm-hmm. you, who calls it? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Because we sure enough, we know every time that Adam has come back or whatnot, it's either been plastic surgery or memory loss. That's the only way they can usher in this character. So you got Mr. Way. Adam Newman, right? He's, he has pictures. See, Sharon, Detective Sharon, right? Because, you know, her husband, her ex-husband was a detective. And he's, you know, being a, I think he lives in Port Charles now. I don't know. But anyway, so, you know. <laughs> and don't forget she took those classes. She took those classes. Oh, that's right. You, you know, yes. online classes, they'll work for mm-hmm. me. Anyway, so, and you know she knows how to handle DNA. Anyway, so. <laughs> so here's the thing. So she, you know, she's snooping around and she saw pictures. First and foremost, like she saw the pictures, and there's only one. I mean, he had pictures in the trash can of the other people, but he had a picture of Christian, his son. Right. Oh. Okay. So what's up with that? Right. All right. So Sharon, you know, brings Adam right. back. So now, you know, everybody knows stuff for. Guess who got kept out the loop? Everybody and their mama knew that Adam was back, except for the one person who never seems to know what's going on in the Newman in the Newman world, <laughs> even though she is a Newman, but she doesn't Miss know what's going Abby. on. Miss Abby. Poor Abby. like, what do you mean Adam's alive? And so, you know, she came face to face. So now Adam, you know, has, as you saw today, made some demands. He wants money. He wants his wife. And he wants his child. Now, you would think he wants something else, right? But that's right? what he wants. Is he Are going to get it? Well, no well, hmm, well, well, can we now confirm it now? I think we can. We already yes, have Kevin coming back. We got Chelsea coming back. Of course it would make sense to have Chloe coming back. And Elizabeth Henderson is going to do both. So it was reported she's going to do both. So, yes, you know. Is- Young and rough, honor store contract, honor store contract. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so you know you got that because he got shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is how the memories came back because he got shot, but we don't know who it was. So if you're playing who shot Adam for the upteenth time, here is your suspect list. Here's your list: Chloe, Chelsea, the guy from Vegas, or Kevin. You be the judge. Mhm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We don't know who who did it though. We we really don't know. So no. other than the Adam stuff, there's this big thing happening, guys. Tracy, God, girl, I'm waiting. God. Tracy is writing a book. Y'all get ready. It is gonna be the hottest thing coming fall 2019 19 on CBS.com. Okay. The hottest thing so, since you know, Spinelli. Tracy, <laughs> Right, so Tracy's kind of always been the voice of reason, right? She's always been the heart and soul. You know, everybody comes to her for advice and everything. She's sort of like the dear Abby, right? So there's this guy from Australia. He's kind of cute, you know, and he's been working out. And he has problems. He, You know, he has some marital problems. He wanted to get back with his wife, but, you know, stuff like that. All right, so Tracy is helping Kane out, okay? And in the meantime, it's giving her ideas on her new book. So everything that's happening with Kane and Lily is going to be a part, like kind of the influence for her book. So of course, when you're an author, you put yourself into the book, right? You put yourself in the story. You become the story. So, you know, Kane and Tracy are spending time together. Kane has been the only person, let me say this, the only person to ask Tracy, well, how are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tracy's been dealing with Thank a lot you. of stuff, yeah. and nobody has come and said anything to her, like, how are you feeling about your mother? How are you feeling about Jack and Ashley? How are you feeling about Kyle and Summer? So, you know, Kane, being the gentleman that he is, he starts talking because they have that connection. Well, guess what? Homegirl's been daydreaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, yeah. she daydreamed Kane shirtless, check, and if you saw it, she daydreamed that I they saw. kissed. Let me repeat that. Yep. Mm-hmm. She daydreamed that. that they kissed, which has caused an uproar on social media. Hmm. Okay. I have to step in here real quick, Candace, because just a Do quick little you know, young in the restaurant history lesson. Okay? Yep. Tracy <laughs> once had a hot burning relationship with someone named Brad, <laughs> who um. <laughs> in a later incarnation, became Wild Bill Spencer. And when he was right, he was the hottest pin-up soap opera star of the moment. He was on every cover, and he didn't have a shirt anywhere in any closet, on stuff at home, in guest houses. Okay. Tracy had every issue that you can possibly imagine as far as being overweight as far as having to take second fiddle to Lauren as far as I don't deserve a man like this there's a there is a huge young and the restless history that needs to be paid homage to all of these people on social media go on YouTube and go back to Tracy and Lauren Tracy and Brad just she's phenomenal Tracy and Ashley, exactly. And even Tracy and Jack, because he always undermined and second-guessed her emotions and her feelings. So yeah, this storyline is not coming out of left field. It is not something wacky that they're throwing in. This no, is so not. in point with the, with the Tracy that we grew up with. And, and here's the thing, and I've been very, like, I think, if anybody follows me, I've been very vocal about it, is that, to me, what's wrong with a, a woman fantasizing about a guy like Kane? This genre is such a woman's genre. I mean, I know men love watching soaps, too, so nothing, don't get it twisted. But to me, I just felt, as watching this story, I'm like, okay, 
Tracy is mature. She deserves to be respected as and treated as a woman. Why? What's wrong with it? And I saw everybody and tell me different things, and I'm just like, okay, they're not hopping in the bed together. They're not even boyfriend and girlfriend right now. It's just a mutual thing. Like she's fantasizing about it. Beth Maitland tweeted about it. I have to read this real quick because everybody's been talking about it. When I say everybody, I mean Young and Ruffles fans have come to go for it, to like, ew, no, don't do it. So this is what she said. She said, hey, guys, I've been meaning, I've been tweeting, I've been, I've been tweeting what this story means to me, possibly for Tracy and Kane and for everyone. We all deserve to be cared for, and that can come from surprising places. Mm-hmm. True, and the thing is, is that look, if this was and and trust me, I I went down the list. I said if you were a fan of Donna and Matt on Another World, Dorian and David, Dorian and Joey, Ava Jerome and Morgan, Ava Jerome and Griffin, um, you know, and all these other Vanessa and Matt, then you should have oh, yeah. a problem with this. But the only difference like, is Tracy has a little more cushion for the pushing than the rest of those women. Well, and I'm well, just well, have to say, said, in the well, Me Too me, movement, for women to yeah. be so disrespectful about the possibility that a woman would fantasize about a man that's quote-unquote out of her league, for what? Out of her league? Because she single-handedly but, holds that family together and is a rock for just about everybody Anthony, in that town when they need it. Anthony, one of the one of the things that people have said is because Tracy's connection to to Lily, and here's what I have to say about that. I, I have to say this. Yes, I know, and everybody else knows that Tracy is the godmother to the twins, and that she was Colleen's mother, and Colleen and Lily was friends. I get that. I understand right. that. But at the same time, if you're a fan of Bold and Beautiful, you shouldn't be talking. If you watch General mm-hmm. Hospital should be talking because there's been people who've been former mother-in-laws, uh, aunt-in-laws, grand-sister-in-laws, and Joey. you know, stuff like that. Right. Dorian I mean, and Joey, they were the best of frenemies, Vicky and and, and um, Dorian, and here she is mm-hmm. just in the sun, the hot sun. I mean, that, you know, was, I, mean I know <laughs> people don't want to talk about this, but Erica, Kane, and Ryan on All My Children were together. And so it was Ryan and Kendall and Greenlee. So I'm just going to let that one go. Mm-hmm. But, but what I'm saying is, is that Vicky for me ben. personally, yes. Uh, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, we can go on and on. But the thing is, is to me, is that Young and Ruffles is just telling a story about a woman who hasn't been treated like a woman in a very long time. And for her to fantasize about somebody like Kane being interested in her, I'm fine with that. If Young and the Rustlers yeah. goes that route, then that would be interesting. And I get it, Lillian Kane fans, I get it, because I like Lillian Kane too, but I call them out a lot of times. It, it's something new, and we haven't seen something like this since, I mean, currently on General Hospital, you have Epiphany and Milo, but you also had Ashley and Coop. You also had Marcy and Al on, on One Life to Live. So to me, it's kind of refreshing to see a little bit of the, not saying ad normal or anything, but just this is what's, look, this is what's happening. Let me me jump in here. Let me me jump in here. I want to tell a real, true 
story from my life. My mother and father were married for 16 years. It was not a good marriage. They finally divorced, thank the Lord. My mother finally found somebody else, but he actually found her. They used to go to the same bar together. Um, it was a family bar. We all knew everybody there. And he pursued her for two years, and she kept saying no. Why? Because there was a 15-year age difference, and he was the younger one. But let me tell you, she finally said yes. They not only dated, but ended up getting married. He looked older because he had the receiving hairline. He was very mature. He acted older. I mean, I'm going to tell you, he was not that much of a big age difference from myself, okay? But I Mm -hmm. looked at this man as a stepfather because that's how he treated me. That's how he was with my mother as far as being a mature husband that treated my mother like a queen who deserved it after all the years of hell that she went through with my father. And God bless my father and my mother that are both deceased, but he gave her, Mm -hmm. he gave her 15 years of joy and happiness and love that she deserved Mm -hmm. before she passed away at the age of 52. So I, for one, do not have a problem with an older woman and a younger man. And that's all I got to say about that. I have a theory, right. and my problem is this. Young and the rest of fans, all soap fans, including myself, we're fickle. We love when someone comes back from the dead when we want them back, but we can't stand another comeback from the dead story when it's someone that we just don't want to see no more. All of us, we're mm-hmm. all guilty of being fickle. But the Me Too mm-hmm. movement is not only about speaking your truth about things that have happened to you. It's also about respecting the stories of every woman out there. And we cannot be fickle. I'm, I'm a gay man. I'm not counting myself as a woman. But we cannot be fickle as a society and say it's okay to be okay with this part of a woman possessing her rights, possessing her, her femininity, possessing her power, and all the words that can go in there, and then hate on her when she does it in a way that makes us uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable, God bless, you have every right to be. But don't hate on the story, don't hate on the actor, don't hate on the show for telling a story that happens every day in every town. Every single one of us on this show and listening to this show knows someone who's been in that spot. Don't hate on it. That's true. Please. And and the thing is, is that we don't, and, and I said this too, I get it, I do, but right now, this is the more of a Tracy story of her feeling wanted by somebody mm-hmm. or yeah. needed by somebody else. Because, like I said, if you've been watching Young and the Rosses for the last couple of years and you've seen Tracy at funerals or when the family falls apart, nobody dares to ask Tracy. How do you feel? How are you How are doing? You feeling? Exactly. And when Kane said that in a moment, I was like, oh, somebody really actually asked Tracy, and I love her. She was like, well, nobody's really said anything to me about that before. And I'm just like, 
like, mm-hmm. okay, that would as a woman who hasn't quote unquote had attention or whatnot, like outside of family stuff. Yeah, that would be like, oh, he had an interest in talking to me. This isn't like they're hooking up. You know, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a story about Tracy feeling wanted again. And if people have, and I had to think about something too. I thought about the ultimate person that had it all, the young man, the old man, and she owned her sexuality. And that was the OG Sally Spectra. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Sally so, was what they used to call a handsome woman because she wasn't right. classically pretty, but mm-hmm. she owned everything about herself, and you couldn't not look at her. Absolutely. Right. So I think fans need to just, just let's see where they take this story at, okay? If they hop in the bed together, hey, at least she got her back broken. Hey, okay. But and right fans, now, it's a friendship. Please, please remember something that only happens. This is one instance where a flashback would do really well, because y'all all know how I feel about the flashbacks. Days of our mm-hmm. lives, days of our lives. Mm-hmm. Lily came to her Jesus and said, we don't work. We do not belong together. We cannot continue this cycle. Maybe they will end up together again. It's it's a soap opera. They probably will. But right now, right. they both know they don't work. So they need to work on themselves right now. Kane, Kane that, especially exactly. needs to work on himself. And Tracy is good he, for Kane. Really good for Kane. Mm-hmm. To help to help rebuild. I mean, she's a she's a romantic, and she's an author. So that right there is like okay help create the situation. Like, that's why I love the fact that when she writes and stuff, we're seeing that instead of them just telling us. We're actually looking, we're actually in her mind as she's doing this. And, One well, you know, let me, let, me, let me mention this, too. Um, I've seen over the years, for so many times, I know myself I've said it, Give Tracy a storyline. Give Tracy a storyline. Put her on contact. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Tracy's got a storyline, so you got what you asked for. So let it be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let it happen. One thing, one thing yeah. they need to add to this little mix, there is a baby that needs some female attention. Uh, he must be locked oh, up yeah, in Grandma Audrey's attic in Port Charles. But there is a baby oh, that would oh, yeah, baby that, Sam. that could really benefit yeah. from, the, from this relationship as well. Friendship. Oh, yeah, it's totally not a relationship yet. Let me let me read. Right, it's a friendship. Yeah, it's a friendship. It's a mutual friendship between two people helping each other. Kane is un yeah. is he doesn't know that he's helping Tracy in that situation, which I think is actually going to be. I mean, it, I can see where if they go that route, I can see where it's going to head at. But at the same time, this is where Young and Rustless, you better start casting Michael E. Knight back to the show ASAP. Because I already yep. called it that he could hook, he could be the one for Tracy since we got Eva LaRue as yep. Mama on, a, on Young and the Wrestlers with Peter Bergman. I don't know why I said it like that. I have no idea why I said it like that. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you got the Tracy and Kane stuff, and then you got Kyle, Summer, and Lola. Oh. 
Um, and as messy as Kyle, Summer, and Lola is, it's another car um, wreck that is just so interesting to watch. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, okay. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to be good. I'm going to be good. Be good, Ken. I'm okay with the storyline now because, but at the same time, it kind of fizzled. I'm going to tell you why because I feel as though, all right, we need to. I need to see Summer really plotting. Like I need it to happen now because it's like, all right, she's focusing on being businesswoman, which is fine. Girl, make sure you focus on something else because you don't want to be like some other people who just completely focus on revenge. You can still do your revenge and whatnot, but just stay focused on trying to be the best summer you can be. Go ahead, girl. With you know, Lola, real quick. Kyle, yeah. Someone's coming back. The one thing I always had the problem with Gina Tognoni's Phyllis was that it was never really truly believable that they were mother and daughter. Well, someone's <clears throat> coming back. And I think that is going to flip the script entirely. But you know what? Here's the thing, though. We got to remember, Michelle and Hunter never worked together. Which some fans were like, wait a minute, hold up, what? And I was like, no, they've never worked together. So that dynamic, you're right. If you if you watch, you know, come June, come next month, when she takes over the role of Phyllis, there is going to be a different dynamic. But for right now, with Summer... And Lola, like, with Kyle, I just feel as though, okay, like, dude, you're technically still married to, to Summer. Like, can you, like, don't do, like, Bold and Beautiful. Like, kind of just take your time. Now y'all talking about moving in together? Like, uh-huh. okay, like, you're, like, kind of going a little too fast. Like, Young and Restless, Josh, slow it down because we want a great buildup to the fo- the biggest fallout because <laughs> Kyle's going to have egg all over his face, especially when Theo comes to town. Okay, we're gonna have to leave. We're gonna have to leave it there because we're down to the last two minutes. And and the last thing I want to say, and we'll leave it until next time, is that I heard that Sharon's gonna get pregnant. So, with that said, a big shout out to Laura Wright for joining us tonight. <laughs> we truly, truly are. Blessed. So happy and so blessed. excited and so grateful and thankful and blessed and everything that you joined us. Um, and we welcome you back anytime. And thanks, guys, for joining me tonight. Guys, please don't leave us. We always ask you to leave feedback to the shows, but this time we're going to be selfish and ask you to leave some feedback to us. If you enjoyed tonight's show, tweet it, Facebook it. Share it to your friends and scream it from the mountains because we've got a lot of good stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks for you guys, and we love doing this show for you guys. So give us some love back, please. One minute. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you soon because, as Anthony says, we have some good stuff coming up. So be sure to watch our social media, and you will find out what that is because we're not telling you now. Sharon's <laughs> pregnant. Stay tuned. That is our cliffhanger, guys. And believe me, it's a hanger you want to hang on to. Mm. Right, David? Right. Right. Good night, everyone. Alrighty. Good night, everybody. Take care and God bless. Till next time. (laughs) Take care of each other. Good night. Have a great weekend.
You too. Oh, happy safe holiday weekend, everybody. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.